0: welcome to the unapologetic man podcast the only podcast that's all about self-improvement confidence success women and being a man without making any apologies for it what is up guys thank you for tuning in to another episode of the ump i very much appreciate it and today. I have an awesome guest, his name is Brandon Giff, and he's one of my executive coaches. So when you work with me, you will have access to Brandon if you so choose. And Brandon's an interesting story because he literally went from beta to alpha. Through his journey, he hired me as well as doing other kinds of work on himself. And it's a really fascinating story because he he was from the bottom, the depths of the depths, just like I was, and he's gotten to the top. and. He's gotten to the point where a lot of you guys want to be where, I guess for lack of a better explanation, the dude is just a girl magnet and he's having awesome success. So what we want to do in this podcast is just kind of tell you you know, where we started from and it's probably where a lot of you guys are and how not only is it possible to rise from that to get to where you want to be, but we really want to give you some tactile tips and things to – Look out for things to study, uh, mindsets to change, so that you can get there faster than even you think is possible. So what's up, Brandon? Thank you so much for joining me, my friend.
1: Mark Singh, thank you, brother, for having me on here. It's an honor and a pleasure.
0: Really appreciate it. So, so tell me a little bit about you know we were talking about before the call. You're like Mark. I I have some stuff I want to share here that you don't even know about. So why don't you briefly kind of give us. Um, Uh, introduction to who you are where you came from and then we'll get into some of the tactics that you use to rise out of your rut and become the champion that you are today
1: yeah you bet man so I believe that our our lives and our our perceptions everything starts when we're born to when we're seven years old right we start to experience things as a young child and it forms what we believe into adulthood so I got to start there right when I was a young boy, I grew up in, in Michigan, and what's funny was I, was I was a happy boy, and I had buddies, we were good to go, had a couple girlfriends here and there, everything was great, but one thing that started happening to me was my friends were starting to excel in athletics at a young age, and I was not. I was a horrible athlete. I mean, picture an elephant with roller skates. <laughs> that was me on any sport I tried, and it started to affect my, my psyche when my friends were getting better in sports and here I was being traded on teams in peewee. Yeah, you could be traded on teams even in Wee if you <laughs> really suck. That was definitely me. And so it started to affect the way that I saw myself and how I ranked myself up against other guys. And then down the road, my family moved. We moved out of Michigan to a completely different state, different culture altogether. And I was an outsider for like 10 years. I was bullied in three different schools just because I was different, I was an outsider, I had a different accent at the time, and people made fun of others that were different, right? And even though I took up for to myself every time, it still affected me a little bit. And so it started to create, and I didn't even know this at the time, but it created a mindset in me, in my deep in my subconscious, that I'm not good enough compared to other guys. Mm-hmm. There's just something about me that's not man enough, maybe masculine enough, I don't know what it was. So. In high school and in college, I told myself, I said, you know what, I don't want to date any girls because I want to make a ton of money. I want to be really successful and I don't want any girl distracting me from that. I don't want any girl getting in my way because I was seeing some of my buddies, they'd have a girlfriend and they were just in love, they they, they stopped working as hard and I said no. And at the time, I didn't know that you could have a beautiful woman in your life and still work and be successful. I didn't know that, and so what did I do? I just kept working, I kept working, and I ended up joining a major automaker when I was 19 years old, who was a big jump for me, and then I joined the Air Force, and I started hustling, working 75 hours a week, going to school full-time, getting a 4.0, working hard in the Air Force, and all all I remember was I kind of wanted to be successful with women, but I didn't believe that I could, So I always made the excuse that I'm just going to keep on working, keep on working. And one day when I start making a lot of money, that's when the girls are going to start coming. Mm. That's what I had older men tell me in my life. They said, Brandon, you start, you get that job, you get that car and trust me, dude, you're going to be good to go. Mm. So that's exactly what I did. I just kept working and working and working. And I remember one day I was still in college. I got a, a big promotion with this automaker and I went from driving a, $2,000 Buick to a $75,000 GMC overnight. Hmm. And I thought, man, I am cool. I've made it. I'm making a ton of money. I don't have any debt. I can do whatever I want. And so that next year, I started getting on Tinder and Bumble, thinking, all right, man, I'm making the money. The women are going to start begging to be with me. I mean, begging. And it wasn't working. And I couldn't figure it out. And then I had friends that were making a tenth of the money I was making that were, that were slaying girls left and right. I was so confused. I mm-hmm. didn't get it. And I had an opportunity to deploy with the Air Force out to the Middle East. So I, I took a, a leave of absence from um, my job with an automaker and I go out to the Middle East and I, I meet this buddy. This guy is an alpha male and there was something about him. I said, I, I really admire this guy because he has a masculine edge that I don't have and I want to figure out why that is so I can get better. And he started giving me a few pointers, how to be more confident with girls, and ultimately, how to approach girls. So I was terrified of that. I thought, man, I don't want no girl turning me down. I'm gonna look like a pervert. I'm gonna look silly. I want to look good all the time. And so I started challenging myself. I started going out, I started approaching girls, and let me tell you, it was sloppy at first. I mean, it was ugly. Here I am in the Middle East, by the way, which probably is not, it's probably a little sketchy to approach girls out there. You got to do it in the right spot so you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. Mm. So yeah, I started approaching girls, approaching girls. I started reading books on game, anything I could find on how to approach women, how to change my body language and my tone. I mean, I spent hours a day learning, how can I do this, how can I do this? But I didn't have any coaching, really didn't have any help. I was just kind of learning all on my own. And I started to get a little bit better. And then I remember one time I was at a beach club in Dubai and I was with a few of my buddies and I saw this beautiful, beautiful woman, the most beautiful girl in the whole club. And I said, hey, guys, how much you want to bet I can get a picture with that girl? They said, oh, man, no, you ain't getting that bullshit. I said, all right. So I walk, I walk up to this girl. I said, hey, what's up? So my friends over there, they bet me that I could not get a picture with a beautiful girl like you you want to prove him wrong and she says yeah let's do it so i get a picture and we start talking and hanging out and come to find out she's in some instagram influencer in the middle east it was it was just wild mm-hmm. so i started to learn a little bit on approaching and getting better i was doing crossfit i was working out twice a day trying to get stronger as a man working on personal development and i saw some saw some a lot of successes there so i come back to the states And after six months, I immediately land and I drive to my buddy's wedding because I was in this wedding. And all of a sudden, coming back to the States, I've been working on myself, been approaching girls in the Middle East, I see the maid of honor in this wedding. And oh my God, she was smoking. And I started talking to her a little bit. I think she had a boyfriend at the time and I took her for a ride in the Camaro I had for the weekend. We start talking a little bit more and I end up sleeping with her like two days later. I thought, wow, this is incredible. Here I am, had little to no success with women, no success on Tinder. I go start working on myself and boom, I come back and two days later, I'm sleeping with the maid of honor. So I'm out in the Midwest this time, a couple of girlfriends later, and I meet this cute blonde. I, I actually slide my phone over to her. She, she adds me on Snapchat immediately with a couple other women standing right there. It was really slick. And so we go hang out. And all of a sudden, I would say a week or two later, I fall madly in love with this girl. I mean madly in love. I could see myself marrying her, and I just didn't have feelings like that with all these other girls that I had been talking to. And what's funny was the more that I got invested in our relationship, and I mean in two to three weeks after we started talking to each other, she started to pull back a little bit, made her a little uncomfortable. And then when that happened, I started to push some more. And some more because I wanted to see her and I was so afraid of losing her. And eventually she she ditched me. She said, hey, dude, this is not working out. And then I found out a couple weeks later that she was starting to talk to one of my coworkers and he mm-hmm. had no idea that we were even dating. So it just crushed me, dude. Sent me to my knees. I was miserable. I went home one night, started drinking margaritas, watching HBO, just like a little bitch and just moping around. And I wake up the next morning and I said, you know what? I'm going to take responsibility for what for what happened here, and I'm going to figure out what I did wrong, so that way it doesn't happen to me again. Hmm. And so I started doing. I went back to ground one, started learning more about game and what I could do. And one thing I never studied a lot was about my mentality. And eventually, that's when I discovered Mark. And I I approached Mark and said, Hey, you know, let me see. I heard you were talking about this neuro linguistic programming concept. Not very, not very familiar with the whole thing, so Mark, let's give it a shot. Let's try one session, one program, and see what happens. And let me tell you guys, oh my God, it's amazing how much I changed in 20 minutes after one session.
0: <laughs>
1: so I started work with Mark for a, a, quite a bit on identifying experiences in my past that were ultimately changing the way I'm behaving around women and my actions Mm because I really believed I was a beta without knowing it. I told myself I was super successful and I was an alpha because I was making good money and driving fast cars, but I didn't really believe it down deep and I was lying to myself. And my work with Mark really showed me that. It made a huge difference. So. Started working with Mark, my mindset started to change. I started to change the way I viewed myself, which was absolutely incredible. And I went back to approaching more girls, approaching more girls, and trying a few things. I'd run a few ideas by by Mark, and I would I would fine tune some things that I was I was doing because I had a little bit of success, but I wasn't keeping any girls. And now, after a lot of hard work, I'm just such a different man today. And I'm, I feel stronger. I actually put on more more muscle. I'm more calm. I think I'm more in touch with with my spirit these days. I just feel like a better man all around, and my life is more exciting now than it's ever been. And so now, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give back to other guys and help them, help them achieve what I have because let me tell you, it's a huge difference. Huge difference.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, man. And thank you for um, the testimonial about my coaching and. You were definitely a joy to work with, and I remember that girl. Um, that's the girl, right? That we worked on. Yeah, yeah. that's the girl. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And and I want to go back a little bit to when you were making a lot of money, and <clears throat> you put you put all your pictures on Tinder and Match dot com, and we're trying to get girls, and it it didn't work out for you. And I think we all have one of those like wake up moments, kind of like a come to Jesus meeting, where you realize oh my God, like I'm not good with women. And it's really a debilitating like kick to the gut when you have that kind of experience. And what did that feel like when you realized that? Like what did it do to you? And explain some of the feelings that you had of hopelessness because I want to I wanna share my my story too about that moment of hopelessness. And I'm thinking that's probably when it came for you is like no results. Then holy shit, I was lied to that money and looks and image is everything. That was a complete fucking lie. What is the real reason? Is there a real reason or do I just not have it? What What was that like for you?
1: I think when it really hit me was actually when this girl broke up with me. Because mm. before, I was still lying to myself. I thought, well, these girls, I'm not having a lot of success, but they're all just trash anyway. Mm. So I was, just, I was making a lot of excuses. And it wasn't until this girl left and I felt like I was just in this deep dark pit that was five miles deep. And I had just hit such a low point. And I said, you know what, I got to stop blaming other people. It's not the girl's problem. It's, it's mine. And I got to figure out what that problem is. Cause I honestly didn't know.
0: Yeah, And I know, I know for me, it, it, it occurred to me throughout my whole life. And you know, ever since I was a kid, I was terrified of women, couldn't look at them, never got laid in high school. Didn't get laid until I was 21 years old uh, with my first girlfriend. And then she cheated on me and I walked up to her dorm room and I heard her having sex with another guy, mm. which I joke about it now, um, crying on the corner of my bed in the cannonball position like a schoolgirl. But dude, I literally did that. I remember driving home uh, from the dorms back to my place and I was driving like 15 miles per hour in like a 50 mile per hour road. And I was just in this trance of just the purest pain I'd ever been in in my life. And like, I was out for like three weeks, just, I mean, dude, like the woman of your dreams, the girl that you're totally in love with, sleeping with another dude and you hear it? Are you fucking kidding me? There's nothing worse than that. And that's when I said to myself, you know, I I was 21. And I said to myself, I have to figure this out. Like, obviously I did something wrong because in my viewpoint, I treated her like gold. I did all these favors for her. I was there at any moment she needed me. I did everything wrong, right, that I tell you guys now that's wrong. I, I supplicated. I put her on a pedestal. I made her number one. And I think that I have gotten so good with women because of that experience. Actually, I know I know, I have, and I realize that, you know, they don't teach you the rules in high school. No one pulls you aside and says, all right, dude, everything that the movies are teaching you is wrong. Okay? That, that's job one. Here's how it really works. I was never told that. So I did what's in the movies. I left flowers on her car. I bought her um, presents. I took her out to nice dinners. I supplicated her, told her she was beautiful, was there for her no matter what. And it was that experience that sent me down this path. And I remember, and I think a lot of you guys can relate to this, just going to the bars with my friends and, and just being scared and having that fear and not knowing what to say and having that feeling that I've brought up in a previous podcast, like, what can I say to get her? What's the one thing I can say to get her? Like, how do you do this? No one taught me the rules, so I didn't know how to do it, but I started getting into this game stuff, and then you realize that everything you've been taught is wrong. Everything you've been taught is wrong, except for what you learn here on the Unapologetic Man podcast, but it's like all that bullshit, the flowers on the car, the supplicating, the compliments, it's all wrong. What works is the opposite of that. So I've been in the experience of just pure fear. You look at a girl, you have no idea what to say. I felt like a loser. I felt worthless. But dude, it's it's an illusion. It has nothing to do with your worth. It just has to do with your game and how you present yourself. It's all about presentation because all you guys are champions. And like Brandon and me, you have the ability to go from beta to alpha. You really do. So So Brandon, in your case, did you also feel – that kind of like debilitating feeling right so so chick leaves you and you think you're doing well but you realize like whoa 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 i i obviously did something wrong was it kind of like dude where do i turn what the fuck do i do can i learn this was there that feeling
1: yeah and i'll tell you it's a pretty it's a pretty hard feeling when not only do i lose a girl but then another guy gains her and i heard through the grapevine that she end up, she ended up getting with some football player and, you know, talk about a low feeling in your stomach mm. when you find out that another guy that's essentially just out alpha you, which is hard for any guy to, to really grasp, yeah. and he gets the girl. I mean, it's it's a low feeling. You really do. You just want to crawl into a, a ball in your ditch out in the snow and just wait to freeze. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, it's funny, Mark, you're talking about the, the fear in approaching women. The other part I faced when I was younger was a lot of shame and sex. Mm, I remember that. And because I had a lot of shame, it really came out of not wanting to approach women because mm-hmm. of shame i had yeah and and that, that played a big part in my history and that's something with our work together we we changed and i mean instantly changed really yeah. yeah
0: and and it's also the um i'm not good enough for her that's a big thing that i get from a lot of clients and yeah and i'm sure you do too right like mm-hmm. oh she could do better than me she could go get with that football guy or she could get a guy with a guy who's like six foot six and jacked i just had a coaching call today where great looking dude um if you're listening, brother, you know who you are. He's got a nice beard, but he's a little bit thin. And he thought that because he's thin, he's not able to attract a woman because women like jack dudes. And I was like, bro, if you ever look at the if you ever look at the studies, women actually prefer uh low body fat in a tight tight toned body to like the big gigantic jack dudes. So we always all of us have like, oh she'd prefer that guy or oh she'd prefer that guy. But dude, even if you're short, fat, bald, you have shit about you that lots of women out there would be like, hell yes, this yep. guy is like the sexiest guy. And you got to give yourself more credit and be like, hey, maybe I'm her type. Maybe she woke up this morning dreaming of meeting a guy like me. Now, the cool thing about Brandon and the cool thing about me is, is we've been there where we've thought that. And and maybe while you're listening to this podcast, you're like, yeah, but you don't get it, man. Like, I'm different. Like, I, I couldn't <laughs> do that. It's fucking bullshit. We've both come from the depths of despair of having zero game. Like I always like to say, we could not have gotten laid if we were in a Tijuana brothel with $100 bills strapped to our cocks. Hell yes. Would not have happened. But now, I don't know about you, Brandon. Things are pretty fucking good, <laughs> right? And and dude, right. you guys can get there too. Join us. You're part of this movement, the Unapologetic Man movement. You are in our tribe and we want to bring you up to that, get to that level and What the purpose of this podcast is is to make you believe that it's possible for you I don't care what you look like. I don't care what experiences you've had I don't care how little you know at this point I want to let you know that you can be and by the way this happened to me recently in the club Where a girl threw me up against the wall and yelled at me because I wouldn't give her my phone number And she's like you better fucking give me your phone number right now bro. She fucking yelled at me right it's like these experiences will be yours but dude the first thing and brandon can attest to this the first thing is that mindset shift that you can do it doesn't matter what you look like how much money you have as brandon has shown you it all is in your goddamn head you can do it when you realize that your path is laid before you and it's as smooth as ice you could get there when you realize you can do it isn't that your experience brandon
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. That is so true. And you know what, Mark, it's it's funny. A lot of guys I'm working with and talking to, I'm noticing a lot of guys have a hard time admitting that there's something that they could work on Mm. because it admits weakness, right? Mm. And as as guys, we don't like to do that to, to other guys. We want to be strong Mm. all the time. We want to, we want to look like we're stronger and it's just a big pissing contest. And if you can just be honest and reach out to a coach and say, Hey, I need help here, will you mm. help me out? Mm. That's that's the biggest step in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's true man, is, is one of the reasons I respect not only my clients, but even a guy like you who's listening to this podcast right now, you're like, yes, you, you are listening to this, I'm talking directly to you, is you wouldn't be listening, whatever, 20 minutes in that we're in right now, if you didn't admit to yourself, okay, I need help. And that takes a lot mm-hmm. of balls. That takes a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling that client today, I was like, man, you know, the fact that you reached out to get coaching, the fact that you are working on yourself, like how many people do that? 99.9% of people don't have the balls to do that. And admitting that you need that help, admitting that you have far to go, as we all do, both Brandon and I have far to go as well, is such a major part of this battle from going from beta to alpha. And ninety-nine point nine percent of guys will never admit that. So when you do you will have an advantage over all the other guys in the bar, the nightclub, day game, wherever you're doing this. And girls will see that. They recognize it. And then they throw you up against a brick wall and scream at you. And you're sitting there laughing because you won't give them your phone number, which is goddamn hilarious. Yeah, it is. So what's your reality like now? Okay, So you were rejected by that girl. Huge turning point for you. You realized you didn't understand the rules. You realized, hmm, maybe I'm not as alpha as I thought I was. Maybe there's something to work on. You admitted it. You started working with me. You worked on yourself. I mean, you, like I, have thousands of approaches under your belt. And what is the difference now between then, specifically in your mindset? How can we give these guys some mindset tips to take away and begin their own journey from beta to alpha?
1: What first comes to my mind is one reason why I failed when I was younger is my purpose was off point. My purpose was to make a ton of money. And when I did, it didn't mean anything. So then when I met this girl, I put her on a pedestal. She became my number one priority, my number one focus. And let me tell you guys, you do that, she's going to be turned off immediately. I mean, drier than the Sahara Desert. Trust me on this one. Seriously, yeah. And now... Is i'm so different in the fact that my my goal of my purpose is to help out other men help out other young entrepreneurs save their lives to the next level that's what drives me and wakes me up in the morning it's not some girl and she can tell and the the the, the frame check is so different now than what it used to be because of that because i i know my purpose and I'm sticking to it so that way even if a girl today says i'm tired of you i'm gonna go bowling or whatever i don't care i have my own purpose i'm working on i don't i don't need her I like having her around, but I don't need her.
0: Mm. Yeah. So so the mindset is is that your validation comes from within, not yeah. from her, correct? Right. Yeah. Right. And and that's so so critical, guys, is is your opinion of yourself has to matter more to you than other people's opinion of you. And that, my friends, is a gigantic issue for most guys. Is they put too much emphasis on what others think of them and we can forgive ourselves because it, it, it is an anthropological phenomenon that when we were in tribes, we had to be very careful of our reputation because if we screwed that up, it could, you know, compromise our ability to live. But nowadays, and this was true for the alpha, even in the tribes, your own opinion of yourself is what matters. And not only does that allow you to let a girl go bowling if that's what she wants to do. But it also gives you that all-important strong frame that I always drum on in my podcast is that when your opinion matters more to you, that means you have a strong reality. And as we've discussed, your frame is based on the strength of your reality. And Brandon, I know for you, frame control was like huge epiphany, huge epiphany. You really tighten up your frame and he would send me some text, a screenshot of text of just how he's frame controlling these chicks and and they buy into it. I don't know how much you're comfortable sharing about that texting, but if you wouldn't mind, and if you could, could you share an example of perhaps something that happened over text and how you responded?
1: Yeah, so I had this, this this one girl that hit me up, and she said, you know what, Brandon, if you are gonna see other girls other than me, then I'm done. I don't wanna be a part of this anymore, goodbye. And if I really liked her, I would've stuck with her, but I really didn't, so I just said, hey, um, yeah, that's not what I want. I'm good to go. Sorry if you feel that way. If you ever change your mind, hit me up whenever. Have a good day. See ya. <laughs> and <laughs> what do you know? Uh, I don't know. Three weeks later, yeah. hey, what are you doing? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it happens quite a bit. I'll tell you, frame control for me has been so different. And I've even seen girls where they were in a bad relationship where they held the frame, and trust me, girls that hold the frame, I'm telling you, I've seen it over and over again. It makes them tired, they get bitchy, they get upset, they don't Mm. really want to hold the frame. Nope. And then when they meet a guy, or they come across me, and I've seen a a 180 happen. And it's just incredible to see personalities change with that, because they don't want to hold the frame. They really don't. Mm. They want a leader.
0: You know, I was talking about something similar to a client uh, yesterday, and He was talking to me about how he's getting whole hum responses from a girl over texting. And I said, well, let's go ahead and say this to her. Say, hey, listen, um, you you don't seem very interested, but I want to let you know that um, I'm interested to get to know you better and would like to hang out. But if you're not into that, no hard feelings whatsoever. But if you can't participate in this texting conversation, then I think it's best we part ways. And then she she came back and said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I've just been busy and stressed over coronavirus, da da da. And he's like, Oh, it's it's cool. So, so what's your week looking like? And then he went straight in for the date. Um, they're gonna meet. They still don't have parameters in their city, they can still hang out. I think they're gonna go to a, like a park or something because all the restaurants are closed. But the the frame is, hey, this is this is what I want. If you're not down with that. Cool. Let's go ahead and part ways. No big deal, but I'm just letting you know that X Y Z is what needs to happen if we're going to continue this conversation. So it's a lot like if a girl comes late, you never, under any circumstance, and Brandon, you know this as well. You never want to get butt hurt about it. Like, dude, why are you late? Like, is this is this how you are? are? You always late? Obviously, you guys, you know by now, don't get emotional. Very calmly, you say, Hey, listen, um, you've been late twice. And you know what? If that's how you are, that's cool. I'm just letting you know how I roll. That being on time is really important to me. So if that continues, hey, it's cool, but I just want to let you know we'll have to part ways. And I like to say that part ways, right? Go our separate ways. And and when you lay that on the line, when you control the frame in that way, she's going to buy into it. And if she doesn't, well, good. You just avoided a headache. So with Brandon, and I remember, dude, when we started coaching, I coached Brandon a couple of years ago. For probably like what, like five months, Brandon. Yeah,
1: I think it was more than that, but yeah,
0: yeah, five six months, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it was just it was just on like Donkey Kong. He started getting more ass than the toilet seat, and I was like, "Bitch, get the hell out of here! I am not coaching you anymore. I am <laughs> not gonna let the student overcome the teacher because my ego can't handle that." So I was like, "You are fired, <laughs> you idiot!" And then uh, a little while later, we we started talking, and I brought him on as one of my coaches. But I remember for you, man, it's like that the frame control epiphany was just the turning point. Like, oh, really? And you just, you just ran with it. You were a natural with it. And guys, listen to Brandon, how he talks. Very confident, good tonality, um, obviously a natural communicator. And that, that's really important as well. But I'll tell you, when we started working together, man, I mean, it's too bad we can't go back and, and get that first recording of our first phone call together. Definitely your voice wasn't dialed in the way it is now. How does it get dialed in? Changing your mindset. Changing your frame working on yourself practicing right and Brandon has practiced extensively and now you can hear it in his voice when the dude um, One of the things that we train is if you get a chick's phone number one of the good things to do is just call her It shows balls. It shows confidence and if you can speak the way he does it's over. She immediately can tell Right. Do you you still just call chicks when you get their number like let's say you get their number over Instagram? Um, Yeah you just call them?
1: Yeah, I have. So sometimes I'll just call, call them or I'll even send them a little video yeah. with, a, with a little intro of me. Yeah. And it's pretty incredible when they hear that. I remember one girl told me, she says, wow, I can't believe you just called me. That's kind of hot. Yeah, no yeah. No other guy was calling her. Exactly. Sending her awkward texts. Hey, do you want to hook up? Hey,
0: hey, what's up? How was your day? Right? Nothing yeah. there.
1: Are you? Do you feel sweet today? Are you, are you not dead yet from the coronavirus? I mean, <laughs> just this lame stuff. And yeah. no, you just got to go with it.
0: Dude, I opened a girl uh, the other day. I was like, hey, um, I don't have the coronavirus, but I think I do have the Coors Light virus, although I hear the symptoms are very benign. And then she cracked up. So like I was talking about in a couple podcasts ago, you got to turn crisis into opportunity. And I'll tell you, this corona thing gives you tons of content to talk to chicks about. And when I release my online program, uh, which I'm going to do here in the next few weeks, I'm going to give you tons of content, templates, things that you can just throw in that are definitely going to work. So, um, what else do we want to talk about, Brandon, anything else?
1: Well, you know, I think you brought up a great thing about coronavirus because this has given me a lot of opportunities to develop myself. It's given me some more time to hang out at at home and work out at home. So never take something like this and make an excuse that you can't pull women Mm. because that's just total bullshit. I mean, you could even text a girl and say, Hey, I have an extra hazmat suit. If you want, we can play solitaire in my backyard. We'll be perfectly safe. You're good to go. Yeah. You just Have fun with it, but yeah. it's not an excuse to just just to back down, sit at home and cry and be miserable.
0: Yeah. No. I had a client yesterday told me, he's like, dude, all my friends have been practicing for the coronavirus for like 15 years, sitting at home, masturbating and eating Cheetos while they watch Netflix, and I was just cracking up. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's genius. Yeah. A lot of people are really prepared for this, man, but dude, <laughs> as easy as it is to just stay in Side and do nothing and, and feel sorry for yourself you have to be the man pull yourself up by your bootstraps and i'm telling you tons of women are flocking to the online forums i mean you've seen that too right like just a massive mm. increase in online membership from chicks right yeah right so this is an opportunity i mean this is a freaking gold mine that's once in a lifetime in history that you guys can reap and i'll tell you man i, I think it would personally be really easy to pull a chick to your house these chicks are lonely they, they don't know what the hell they want to do, and you can yank them back to your house pretty easily with a funny line like what Brandon just gave you. So um, yeah, slight subject shift, but you need, as the man, to control the frame on yourself too because inner game isn't about gaming girls. It's about gaming yourself, and you need to control the frame and think about how can I utilize this and turn it to my advantage, and I'll tell you, a lot of us are going to turn it to our unfair advantage because we're having probably a fifty percent uptick in the amount of women that are online and it's just the reaping day. All these lonely chicks in their house with nothing to do. And then you come with a funny line like what Brandon just said, it's over. And you're like, hey, I'm I, I don't have it. I've been in quarantine for two weeks. I'm confident you don't have it. Why don't you come on over? We'll we'll get in hazmat suits. We won't get within six feet of each other. Let's watch a quick video and and see if we get along. You can get a girl to your house easily that way. So I think it's a good opportunity. Yeah,
1: for sure. And if you guys heard Mark, one of Mark's last podcast, I think it was the the last one. He was talking to this girl about all the the depths that he would go to just to get her phone number and go through (laughs) crazy shit. I used to do that in Tinder and I would tell girls, hey, I will push a shopping cart through a pit of rattlesnakes in the middle of a lightning storm with bees stinging every square inch of my body just to get one small glimpse of your beautiful face. I mean, (laughs) just even goofy stuff like that. And it's fun and it's different. Yeah. And i don't I don't need their acceptance from that. I'm just having fun because it cracks me up
0: yeah dude, you did that um because I saw that on Cassidy Campbell um, but you were actually doing that before, huh the the whole like I would do this and this and take this injury and that injury to to get one glimpse of the skin on your butt cheek uh, you were doing that, huh uh,
1: Yeah, I started that about five years ago.
0: you fucking dumbass I
1: did. Yeah, I guess I should have marketed it. Yeah, I, I should have sold it. Probably have a little bit more money now, but oh well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, brother, I really I really appreciate you coming on and and come to think of it, you know, um we both really have a lot of fun with texting. I remember we would send each other screenshots of just some of the funny shit that we'd say. So, I should have you on again and we can give like a texting master class or how to yank chicks all, offline, you know, things like Tinder and stuff like that. So, there's definitely opportunity. And like I said, guys, when you hire me, uh, you will have access to Brandon if you so choose. And you can find out more about my coaching packages at coachmarksing.com. Or if you want to send me an email, you can reach me at coachmarksing at gmail.com. And uh, check out my website, man. Lots of testimonials on there. Shows the efficacy of my, my NLP training. And look what happened to Brandon, you know. By no means, not only because of my coaching. Certainly he worked on himself outside of that but dude it it speeds it up man and i'm and i'm willing to say that it speeds it up by years so anyway yeah appreciate you brandon thank you so much for coming on man you're a fucking champion
1: champion. (laughs) thank you brother you too i learned from the best
0: so brandon tell us where we can find you where can we find some of your content where can my guys learn more about you
1: so hey a couple of things if you want you can follow me on Instagram at Brandon J. Giff. you can see a little bit about how I demonstrate pre-selection I pictures with other girls with Instagram if you want some ideas go ahead and try that hit me up and also spark fuel is my my new brand I'm just now launching to help on personal development and being more successful with women and you can find that on sparkfuel.co or just on social media just type in spark fuel all one word.
0: Right on. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for coming on, my brother. I'm definitely going to have you on again in the future. And um, you guys check out his stuff. He has some great content. And like I said, you know, he's a testament to what can happen when you work on yourself and you invest in yourself. You can literally go from beta to alpha. That's the great thing about this is that as men, there's no limit to the evolution we can make when it comes to attracting women. So once again, guys, I thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next podcast.